My name is Dave. And my name is Craig. And Craig, you know what your problem is? Everything is always black and white with you. That's because you're colorblind. colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Make fun of a man's disability, why don't you? Okay, you're colorblind. Dork. <laughs> We are talking about Peter Molyneux's game, Black and White. We are not going to talk about Peter Molyneux and his mountain of bald-headed lies. We will instead be looking at Black and White. Craig, what year yes. did Black and White come out? 2001. One? <laughs> Oof. Yep, 2001. I was a cool 17 years old. 17? 17. I was 16. Wow. Old fart. All right, so Black and White is a Craig pick. Yeah. Why did Craig decide to pick Black and White? Well, because for once I got incredibly fond memories of playing Black and White. I thought it was quite revolutionary in some of the things that it did. I remembered whiling away hours and hours and hours and hours, getting all my wee people to, you know, basically respect me as God. And As it should. I, I always remember being really impressed with the way you engaged with the game. It's a very... Oh, fuck, I know we're recording all these in a batch, but I was going to say it's a very tactile game. And last week I was like, oh, I'm a tactile man and tactile. <laughs> this is it's obviously word of the day. But oh, it was textile. Like Go for textile <laughs> instead. It's, 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 it's really nice. No, it's quite a tactile game because you've got a hand and you grab to move and you pick up and you like it's 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 had that extra layer of interface that I thought was really cool. So I actually for this time round just wanted to revisit it and see what you thought because I don't know what your history is. I hate it. Hmm. Um. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely hated Black and White. Um, okay. Okay, so, not to be the Debbie Downer, um, mm. but I played I played it in, like, the heyday of RTS Dave. Okay. And you could see why a ardent RTS player would look at this game and go, oh, that's yeah. stupid. Um, yeah. Why don't I have Marines? Why isn't there guns? You, you know, like like that. So, I going into this, I'm like, well... You know, teenage Dave was amazingly handsome and roguishly charming, but he was also dumb. So I'm gonna look at this game with fresh eyes. I get, I get that. I totally, I, I absolutely appreciate that because it isn't quite your hardcore RTS thing. It's a fluffy, not. It it feels like it's not serious. Like gritty, serious it's type cheeky. thing. Yeah, um, and it does have that layer of loveliness to it that you just might not have, like people might not have liked. I get it. I anyway. All I'm saying is I get it. It's very British, much like like if there's one thing you can tell about Peter Molyneux from his games is that he is a British man. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like every game he touches just has that air of Britishness. And that is not a bad thing. Uh, that is a... Oh, oh, boy, here I go. That is a very unique sense of humor here in the States. Like, yeah. United States humor is not like British humor. And so it always stands out when you're like, oh, I bet you this is British or Canadian. Sometimes it's Canadian. You're like, ah, ha, ha, I knew it oh, wasn't okay. us. But I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't quite appreciate. Maybe that's just me, but I just didn't appreciate that you, there would be a difference because you're attached but I'm saying that, I'm like, there's a difference between Scottish and English humour, and we're attached, so... Well, I mean, I mean, for there's also the point of, oh, they done speak different than us, so we know it's different. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, like, like I'm, not, uh, I'm not fluent in Scottish humour, but I'm quite fluent in British humour. Let me put on mm-hmm. my monocle. Um... Uh, and, you know, it's just something you do to keep up appearances. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, yes, that is something that, as I've grown older, I've learned to appreciate more. Like, it, like that's what makes games like Armed and Dangerous stick out. Or games like Fable is also that level of, oh, this is a different style of humor. Um, that being said, do you know what this reminded me of the most coming back to it? What? Spore. Oh yeah! Oh, that was I remember liking that. Oh God, I remember liking Spore too. We should okay. do Spore at some point. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 put that on the list. Um, and not and sorry, uh, listener, if if you are familiar with Spore but not Black and White, don't rush out to play Black and White because you get to start as an amoeba. <laughs> um, it's it's just that same kind of laid back, creative feeling you get. Rather than a, oh, I have an objective to meet. I need to hit this objective. Like, yeah. it's, a, the, it's a weird, lazy style of game. And I don't mean that... Uh, oops, sorry. No, on you go. I don't mean that in a negative connotation like you normally get with lazy. It's just kind of a laid-back style of game. It's just like, to further that slightly, you are God, and you have a hand. Thank you. And, Yep. You're welcome. And you have villagers who want to worship you. They are crying out for help and worship. So you can do things like, you know, harvest wheat to make sure they're fed. And you can build buildings and get wood and help people. And people ask you for help and you can make rain. And you have a creature who's your physical representation on Earth who is either a cow, a monkey, or a tiger. I hope you went. For, I went for the tiger. I don't think I've ever picked anyone else other than the tiger. Oh, um, see, I, I heard cool people pick monkeys. Oh, Dave, no, the monkey's weird because when it looks up the way its chin stretches and it's anyway, <laughs> it, it definitely looks like an old video game monkey. <laughs> it really does. Um, but you're doing all this, and it's the tutorial takes you through really nice. There's a lady saying. Rub your monkey or your tiger or whatever, rub your creature on the belly and a wee happy bar comes up. And you're like, yeah, I can get into this. Then you can see some sailors building a boat. They're like, can we get wood? But they don't just say, can we get wood? They sing you a song. And it's a brilliant first quest because they sing you a song to ask for wood. You give them wood and then they sing you a song to ask for wheat. And then they ask for meat. And that's your kind of like three-stage introduction to questing. And it's still all chilled and they've sung their shanty. 
your people are still happy building stuff. It's just got this nice feel to it that like it's almost like a community feel which you don't normally feel when you're playing something and I am saying this sounding like I liked it but after replaying it I actually I actually didn't get the same warm and fuzzy feelings as I did the first time around but I am telling you why I liked it just in case you like that kind of thing um I I I I think I side more with um future Craig than I do Craig (laughs) In the fact of there's still that little part of me that's like, well, this is pointless. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Um, like, I almost got indignant at how slow it wanted me to move. Like, but, yeah. but sir, my actions per minute are incredibly low here. Shouldn't I be building Zerglings? Um, but yeah, like, like, I think that's why it reminded me more of Spore. Because mm-hmm. it's just kind of slow. Now, yeah. that being said, I do have some questions for you. Because, you know, you were more of a PC guy growing up than I was. Um, mm-hmm. Are God games a thing that always kind of piques your interest? Because they're like no. a weird cousin to strategy games. No, um, this was one where it was Peter Molyneux, mini hype train type lies about the AI of your creature. <laughs> and that that's what piqued my interest to this. Okay. So... Um, well, Sorry, I'm curious. So, so like, uh, did you ever explore more games in the genre, or was this just a one and done? No, this was it. For in terms of God stuff, this was literally it. Wow. I um, and it was just it was an experiment into what 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 may, what is this game all about, and why is, is, is are people saying it's so fantastic? And it's amazing. And it was, I remember creature AI being like, a, oh my God, you can shape the future of your creature. It's so you realistic. Can. You can, but it, it happens in very strict stages. Like one of the first things you do, apart from making it happy, is feed it. And at that moment, you can decide, I'm going to give it wheat. I'm going to have a veggie, you know, like tiger. Um, or you can just pick up one of your people and feed a, a person. <laughs> Um, you know, and it just, that's the level you're at. And I just, I thought it was going to be cooler than what it was. <laughs> um, really. uh, well, I, yeah, well, I meant to ask. So uh, I was not one of those kind and caring gods. I was a strict old <laughs> god who took blood when he wanted it. Um, out of curiosity, since I've never really played this more than tinkering uh, when I was younger. And, you know, now I played it for half hour, an hour. Um, I want to say maybe an hour because the tutorial isn't exactly short and I always feel bad when you're like, oh, I just played the tutorial. Um, What does this evolve into? Like, what is the end game? Um, So your creature literally evolves. It gets bigger and grows up and does more things for you autonomously. Nearly? Nearly. Yeah, but I, like, even back in the day, never got past the point where my villagers got, there was so many of them that I lost control of the entire situation. Um, Oh, okay. You know, like, you started getting starving, revolts, things were on fire. I I have never been past that point, and I'm not interested enough to try and, like, Google it to figure out what happens. Like, what happens if you evolve your civilization to the point where they're driving about in cars and stuff like that and you've still got a giant creature everywhere around I don't know where it goes I'm not particularly fussed because the genre never ever really 
did anything for me. It wasn't like I ever saw there being an end game. Much like if I'm playing Command and Conquer, say, or anything like that, I was never playing it to get to the end. I just went saw how far I could last, which that's was never fair, very long. Um, you know, it's never. Well, on you go. Well, here's my question then. Like I view Sims the exact same way you do. Um, like, is there an end game to the Sims, like three or four? No. no. You just the, the, play in perpetuity. You just play. Um, the point of The Sims, the end game of The Sims, is that you play it so much that when a new DLC comes out, you feel like that's what you need to buy to keep playing it. I think I genuinely Clever think that's monkeys. all it is. The, and it just keeps on going. Um, the like Amelie is so desperately into The Sims, but she's in it. She loves building houses and decorating. She's like an architectural. Oh, you gotta type get her person. happy home designer. <sighs> Actually, that's not a bad shout. Then she'll turn into an Animal Crossing person. I know. Um, oh, yeah, I'm but a- like, like these kind of games, those, those newer ones, even sport to a certain extent. I remember liking it, but I never. Well, sport, you conquered that. the galaxy. Like at some point, get- yeah, yeah. At some point, you you took your little creatures into space, and then it became kind. Well, it kind of became like Stellaris, like a very simple Stellaris. But, like, I, I've never clicked with those kind of sandbox games. Ever. Have you? Like, has there, like, A-Train or SimCity or, or something like that? Oh, I used to like the themes, theme hospital oh, type yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, theme hospital, theme park, all that kind of stuff. I, I do like that. I, I like theme park. Um, but they always felt like they had a point. Like, your point is to run a successful business or a successful hospital. In black and white, maybe the point is just to run a successful civilization, which to me just seems like too much effort. I'd rather just run one individual arm of the organization. Like, Oh, so uh, you'd rather play Solaris, is oh what you're God. saying? Um, no, so- I would rather play FTL than Stellaris. Oh, oh, oh. oh, that's a Sophie's choice, if ever there was one, <laughs> sir. Um, so wait, then like, well, not wait, but like, so in Theme Hospital, is there an end game? Is it like so. a, I've won it? Just just run it until I run the hospital into the ground. Theme park, just run it until there's so many people in there and there's so many accidental deaths that you get shut down. No, that's not fair. Theme park does have your, you know, like, you Scenario need to do modes. this. Yeah, you now need to have 400 people on the dodgems. You need to make 10 people sick today. You know, like, there's all of those different things that you need to do. There's no real end game. It's just a perpetual list of tasks. That sounds like hell. Yeah. I don't play them anymore. I don't play anything like that anymore. I'm, I've lost the well, patience. Hey, don't don't sound like... I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm accusing you and you're like, look, I don't play no, them anymore. No. God, okay. no, no. It's, it was just like, now, like you said last week with Diablo 2, there's that many games out there that I very rarely will play something that doesn't have a story or a point or something okay. to accomplish. I I struggle. I've struggled for about a year now with Civ. I keep on starting it. I keep on, and then I'm just like, nah, fuck. Well, nah. Civ Civ adds in that factor of multiplayer. Like, I'd love to play a game of Civ either with you on the same team or against you. It would have to be with. I, I couldn't. 
I couldn't face being against you because you're so good at these games. No, no, I... no. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> I... Okay, I'm so bad at these games. Okay, that I can, <laughs> that I can believe. Um, okay, so we have two questions we need to answer about Black and White, but this time mm-hmm. I'm going to make it three questions. Oh. So the first question, Craig, is if you like Black and White, you should try... Um, Probably that Reus game. That's actually not a bad idea. Because yeah. it's a gaudy game, but it's not isometric. It's got different stuff. You can also play as a monkey. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, yeah. The the, the nature oh. uh, titan is a monkey. Okay, there we go then. That's what I'm going for. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit here and say, if you like the helping a tribe aspect of black and white, then you should try From Dust, um, which is a game where you do nothing but change the terrain. Like you're a god, but all you can do is terraform to help you tribe. Very cool. Um, Also came out on consoles. And if you like the other aspects of it, you should try a LucasArts game. Now, Craig, what LucasArts game am I going to say? If you get this, I, I will just fall out of my chair. Right, can you give me a minute then to go through my catalogue? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I you're saying... I think it's LucasArts. But what are you saying? You're saying if you like helping a civilization... Then you play from dust, if you like helping a tribe. If you like the management aspects of this, then you should try a LucasArts game. Oh my god. Um... Um, can I start? Okay. The answer is Afterlife. Have you ever played it? No, never played it. George Lucas is disappointed in you. Um, Afterlife is a god game where you play as somebody who has to manage heaven and hell. And you have to balance the two out so you're not overflowing in one or the other. It's actually really cool thematic, and it's got that LucasArts sense of humor to it. So I, I really liked it as a kid when I had to sneak it from my parents. Okay. Because, you know, the devil was involved. I know, that opens open doors. doors. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to say those two games, uh, depending on what aspect of this that you gravitate to. Sorry, I cheated a little bit, but those are two games that are a little undersung. Uh, now... Does black and white hold up in 2023? Uh, no, no. Just no. It's, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't look the worst. To, to be fair, it doesn't look the absolute worst trashy thing ever. But unless I, you're I don't the monkey. Th- unless you're the monkey. But I don't think it holds up because other th- like Peter Molyneux's Goddess that came out a few years ago does pretty much all of this, but kind of better. You know, there's other better God games. Um, so no. There's even right. a sequel to this, which I think was shit. If, now that I think about I've it. I've kind of heard that it was Garbo compared mm-hmm. to the first one, but I've never investigated why. Yeah, uh, I'm going to um, also but, say no. Fair enough. Now the third question, Greg, and this yeah. is a Peter Molyneux special. We've always talked about the negative aspects of Peter Molyneux. But we're going to ask a question uh, based on something maybe positive about Peter Molyneux. And that is, would he look better with hair? 
No, nah. Okay. I don't think he's got any redeeming quality. No, God, no. <laughs> Sorry, Peter, if you're listening. I was that was going to take things slightly too far. No, I think he should own the card he's been dealt. Own the okay. hand he's been dealt in terms of hair. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. Uh, as a fun little bonus, you know how like teenage Dave was confused about a lot of things. Um. Teenage Dave used to get Peter Molyneux and then the guy who ended up running Xbox division mixed up constantly. The guy that has like the bald head and has the halo tattoo and. Oh, not Trenton. What's his name? What's his name, Dave? Isn't it Peter something? It's not Peter Molyneux. No. (laughs) Hold on. Let's Let's see. Moore. Is it Peter Moore? It's Peter Moore. It is Peter Moore. So, yes. As a teenager, I could never remember which one was the Xbox guy and which one was the Molyneux. So, there we go. Dave's dumb trivia about Dave. So, next week, Craig, do you know what we're talking Mm -hmm. about next week? No idea. We're talking about a FromSoft game. Oh, hanging my bobby. I'm looking forward to that. We're a FromSoft deck building game called Lost Kingdoms, which may or may not be a reason to own a GameCube in this year of our Lord 2023. We'll let you know next week. In the meantime, since this is the end of the batch that we're recording, mm-hmm. Craig. Yeah. Not doing Postal, because that would win all the awards. Worst game of this batch. But we can't pick Postal. Yeah, no, no what are you, nuts? Oh, that's, that's really unfortunate. It's, oh, it's black and white. Okay, I'm going to actually say it was black and white. Best game of this batch. Hey, Diablo 2. You know what? I think you have a point there. I'd like to sign up for your literature. So, <laughs> if you have different opinions on what the best of this batch and the worst of this batch was, no, you're not allowed to pick Postal. You can do so... Uh, shooting us a note at nomoresieges.com or if you want to suggest a game then you can go ahead and do that and we will slot it in as quick as we can now will we talk about the game or will we talk about stupid things Dave used to think when he was a teenager (laughs) I don't know but we'll give it a shot so until next time Craig yes give me a better Deckard Cain than last time oh god uh uh good Goodbye. I go fuck off. <laughs> fuck. Oh, this is not. Nah, it's not happening. <laughs> and we're done. Three, two, one.